With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Pit Pass Moto, the show that brings you deep dive interviews with the motorcycle industry insiders and racers that make the sport move. I'm Dale Spangler, and in this episode, my guest is Adam Dick, entrepreneur and founder and creator of adventure-driven goods company, DiMata Creative. This episode is brought to you by Moto America, home of AMA Superbike Racing and North America's premier motorcycle road racing series. Rewatch every round of the 2023 series and revisit all the season's action with the Moto America Live Plus video on demand streaming service. Or visit the Moto America YouTube channel for race highlights and behind the scenes video content. Look for the 2024 race schedule to be announced soon over on the MotoAmerica.com website and be sure to follow Moto America on social media for real time series updates and original content. Let's drop the gate. I'd like to welcome to Pit Pass Moto, the founder and owner of DMOTA Creative, Adam Dick. Adam, how are you today? What's happening? Hey, Dale. First off, I just want to say uh, thank you for having me on. It's an honor. Um, I'm doing well. It's uh, raining in Boise, Idaho right now, but it's better than snow, so we're doing all right. Yeah, so I'm sure snow is <laughs> not far behind because, you know, us being, <laughs> you know, based on the weather outside. But anyways, I'm excited to have you on, and uh, I always love hearing a good story of someone having an idea, chasing their dreams, and the story of Dimata is one of those stories. So tell us about Dimata Creative and what and how the idea to start your business came about. So Dimata... Um, came about in 2014 with an idea basically to start kind of be a creative outlet for me. Um, I've always considered myself to be a creative. I find taking an idea or a concept and turning it into something tangible is, is kind of where I thrive. Um, I was working in 2010 for Promotability at the time, running their shipping and packaging department and doing some creative design. So I kind of got to know a little bit of the process with the industry a little bit as far as the creative side goes. I was fortunate enough to create a magazine ad for Dirt Rider Magazine, which is something you know I'll be I'll always be proud of. Um, definitely a learning curve as well. But no, I always kind of had this idea of starting something not necessarily something big, but just something, like I said, could be a creative outlet for me. And so in 2015, I decided to, hey, I didn't really have a vision of where I wanted to take it or what I wanted to do with it. So I said, hey, I'm just going to, you know, take that first step and create an LLC. And that kind of forced my hand a little bit to do it instead of talking about it. And I think a lot of times we end up talking ourselves out of things and don't make the jump. Um, and I said, you know what? I just need to do it. 
And if I keep talking about it and figuring out, you know, if I cross my T's and dot my I's just and everything lines up, then I'll finally do it. But in reality, we all know that it doesn't really actually (laughs) make the most sense and (laughs) doesn't work out the way we want it to. And sometimes you just have to jump and, you know, kind of drown at times and in some aspects to really figure out where you're supposed to go and, and where your direction needs to be. And long story short, I, I basically started just creating a few art uh, designs and put them on a few 11 by 17 prints. And our friends were owners of a brewery at the time. And uh, I said, Hey, I want to have a pop-up at one of your breweries. Is that okay? And he said, yeah, sure. So let's make an event out of it. And so 2015 in October, I decided to have a pop-up at County Line Brewing in Boise, Idaho, and kind of all stemmed from there. Then after that, you know, just creating art prints and t-shirt designs, I was like, this is really boring. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Dale, like everybody in Idaho has taken the Idaho outline and creating it into some sort of lifestyle tea. And I was like, everybody's doing this. Like, I don't want to be that next, you know, banana ink and there's got to be something different that's going to set myself apart. And um, at the time, I had gone on a backpacking trip and uh, had come home. And I was like, you know what? I'm using all this gear all the time. And why can't I make my own gear? Nobody's telling me I can't do it. I'm the only one telling myself that it's going to be hard or, you know, again, talking to yourself out of things. And so I got back from that trip. And a few weeks went by and my wife's sewing machine was sitting in her closet collecting dust. And I kind of looked at her, I looked at the closet and I was like, can I get your uh, sewing machine out of the closet? She's like, what? <laughs> she kind of she looked at me like, why? Dudes don't. <laughs> yeah. Like guys don't. sew. like, you know, that's a kind of a, a woman's, you know, craft. And I looked at her with a straight face and said, no, I want to make something, you know, for myself. And she said, okay. So I got on YouTube and watched a few YouTube videos and I said to myself, I was like, okay, it's going to be challenging, but, but I'm, I'm going to get through this. So I started sewing and of course I still, you know, have some of the very first bags that I ever made just to kind of put things in perspective a little bit and see where you started and how far you've come. And, but there are definitely piles of shit, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so I um, got confident enough to where... I started offering bags through my website and uh, reached out to a few companies in the Pacific Northwest. And I had an off-road touring company out of Bend, Oregon reach out and say, hey, we want to order 50 custom trail essential pouches from you. And my jaw kind of dropped and said, what am I getting myself into? <laughs> and You're like, I'm not going to make 50 of these. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to stumble my whole way through this, but I'm going to figure it out. And if anybody knows like what a basic sewing machine is, it's it's not really set up for your industrial materials, you know, or dealing with 1000D Cordura. And so you're like kind of, I hope this needle doesn't break, you know, and you're kind of cringing a little bit. It took me probably a month to get through these 50 bags because I was just like, you know, trying to figure out my way through it. And I didn't have like a binding attachment. And so I'd bind all my edges of my bags and I would have to like pre-cut all the binding depending on the size of the pouch and then like clip it to the sides and then sew it. And I was like, what did I get myself into? This is taking forever. So after this job, I finally get through with Bend Motorcycle Adventures. 
Upshift reaches out to me. Brandon Glanville of Upshift reaches out to me through email and said, hey, I see you're offering custom bags. We want to do a run with you. I'm like, what? (laughs) Yeah, just start snowballing. I'm like, okay. So I look at my wife. I'm like, this is more than I thought it was going to be. This is when that business mindset kind of, you know, clicks in and is like, okay, this is going to go somewhere. And so I'm like, okay, this is a relationship that is serious. And I want to take everything I do from here on out seriously. And so after talking to Brandon at Upshift and kind of talking through the process with him of what, you know, this order would look like, initial order would look like. And and going from there, I was like, okay, now I'm going to make that investment into an industrial sewing machine and kind of figure out my process. And I'm a big believer in streamlining your operation. Lean manufacturing, something I I learned at previous employments. And uh, it's something that can really make or break your business if you take the attention and detail that it needs to thrive. But if you're unorganized and lazy, then there will be consequences for that. It sounds like in a lot of ways, you sort of started out, you know, you had the creative aspect, like you said, you're building ads, maybe doing some branding for some businesses here and there. Like I know you've did some like, you know, brewery labels for some local breweries. And then, then this sort of opportunity comes up and it really sort of changed the direction of your business, right? Because it's like, you weren't even really intentionally going that way. And then all of a sudden, Hey, you know, I'm going to try making my own product. And a lot of times these businesses seem to start that way because you're solving maybe like a problem you had. You're using a specific product in the field and you're like, why? This could be better. I could make this better. Was that some of how this came about? It was. Um, as we know, like, you know, you and I both were more than just into one activity. Yep. And so creating this Trail Essential pouch to me, was like a universal product that anybody could use. You know, I use some of these currently in my center console of my truck. Like, they're not just moto-specific. They're not just mountain bike-specific. They're your everyday carry item if you want it to be. Yep. And I think there's something to be said there. What sets me apart from other companies, there really is no distinction between it. Um, I think the only fact that sets us apart is that I really want to focus on quality made and try to source our materials locally as possible. There's a need for it that I don't think most people realize. And I've always kept things manufactured on my own. I haven't outsourced anything overseas. But yeah, to me, it was more of a, hey, how can we create something that's universal? Yeah, Um, We're not just a one activity specific person. Like even when I was back, you know, riding dirt bikes and racing and stuff, it's like, to get in shape, I was still mountain biking, you know, when I wasn't on my dirt bike. And so hiking and hiking, backpacking. Yeah. There's so many activities, even, you know, if somebody's, you know, traveling to the mountains or they want, you know, a little pouch to carry all their fire starting equipment. If they're going and chopping wood or, you know, going camping, there's a need for it. And so I think to answer your point, that kind of shifted that gear in my mind, like, Hey, this could be more than just, you know, a apparel brand or just an Idaho driven creative company. Like let's turn it into a product line that makes sense. Um, have I failed along the way? Absolutely. Have I learned along the way? Absolutely. And I, you know, tell people that ask me questions all the time about it. It's like, 
when do you know, like when you've got it? And I said, you never will. Yeah. Like you, you have, <laughs> you have to, you have to learn to adapt and change as things change. You can't always be comfortable. You've got to almost be always uncomfortable in order to be able to change when things change. Because if you stay comfortable, I feel like I did that at some point in this process and in the years I've been doing it, that I did feel like, oh crap, like I need to get out of my comfort zone. I need to switch things up. I need to start challenging myself more, um, coming up with different products and kind of reach those other demographics and market it in a way to where, hey, this is appealing to everybody. We'll get back to the conversation in one moment. But first, here's a word from our sponsor. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's really hard to stay, you know, I think for a lot of businesses, it's hard to stay in their lane. I don't mean it in a negative way, but it's right. trying not to be everything to everyone, you know, as opposed to saying, hey, this is what I'm focusing on, making this product that's a universally usable bag that anyone can use, whether you're going to Mexico or you're going for a mountain bike ride, you know, it's something that's usable. But what would you say, like, is your overall design philosophy? I mean, I think I know it seems like it's quality over quantity for sure. Yeah, so from day one, all the concepts and products that I've created or have had friends or customers who have helped kind of create or given feedback on to help make it better, it's always been released in small batches. So if we release a colorway, say we only do 15 to 20 of them, like my mindset was we would never recreate that, but we'd offer a custom program through our website. So if we never recreate that same product, you have the opportunity to recreate it yourself if you wanted to. So in a way, you have the opportunity to create a one-off item for yourself that's unique to your own fit, your own style. I mean, that's something I kind of got from the moto kind of industry, like, you know, being able to customize your own gear. Like to me, that's huge. Absolutely. You know, now, you know, you have Canvas MX, you can go on and create your own gear line, which is pretty neat. That's something for me that I really enjoy. Even to this day, you know, we'll release, like I'll do a custom print, have it printed back east from Dutchware gear. And then we'll do a custom colorway with a cool design, like a tie-dye or um, we do like a speckle print. Or we've done collaborations with different local artists. Just have fun with it, you know, build relationships with other artists and build relationships with people based on we're giving you basically the tools and then I'll go and, and sew it and stitch it and ship it. Yeah, it's that kind of classic, which has been popular over the last kind of five plus years is that bespoke model where everyone wants something that's one off because we're all our own walking brands these days, you know, so right, <laughs> it sure seems that way, you know, so yeah. I could see where that would give you a leg up. But I also wanted to point out, like you kind of mentioned it a couple of times already, but, you know, you started working with more brands doing collaborations like Upshift, you did some runs for them, but you did some really neat ones. I saw where like the Ignic fire can bag that you made specific for those fire cans you could take with you. Uh, you worked with Seat Time. I mean, you've got a whole list of some pretty pretty cool brands you've worked with. 
Yeah, that's one of those things too. You look back on it's like people ask you like, you know, you've got to be like making a ton of money. And for me, it's like, honestly, it's not really about the money. Like everybody said, Oh, yeah, whatever. It's (laughs) like, no, it's not like, to me, it's about bringing in enough money to pay my overhead. But at the same time, it's like, those relationships you just mentioned, you know, like when you can be on a trip with your wife and get a text from a customer in Ireland and being stoked about the product you sent him, like to me, that's the reward. It's not just sitting at home and hearing Shopify go cha-ching like every day, even though that's exciting. But it's like when you build relationships with the people who support you, it doesn't become just a customer anymore. Like it becomes this long lasting relationship. Like Upshift, for example, like we have built a relationship. It's not just a transaction. They have more than supported me over the last six years that I'm truly grateful for. You know, if it wasn't for their support, wasn't for individuals like Brandon and Chris believing in what I'm doing and supporting me in that way, that to me is the driving force behind, you know, everything. Have there been some favorite brands besides Upshift that you've worked with that have been just some super fun and rewarding projects? Working with Ignic has been fun. It all started with a giveaway. Um, Last year, it was like a winter giveaway. They were calling it like King of the Lots, um, like a ski resort, King of the Lot um, giveaway. And Brandon at Ignite was like, hey, we we want you to design this fire can bag. And we saw you have these cool, like unique custom speckle prints. And how could we make this really unique in a one-off item? And so we started collaborating and going through the design process. And that to me is the best part of doing this. And what I love most about, you know, working with companies like you can see their brain kind of turning and then mine's turning and then we can kind of come together and be like, Oh, you know, like what about this colorway for the inside? And what if we use this zipper pull color and how about these fabrics together and colorways and just to name, you know, a few others, you know, I've worked with union garage out of New York Chris is a great guy, you know, running a cool moto shop, kind of a bespoke, kind of unique moto shop in New York. And if I'm ever traveling to New York, I'd love to stop in and, you know, say hi and introduce myself. But um, Caffeina Roasting Company in in Boise, Lindsay Hopkins, she's a great person, great owner. Um, I actually look at her as a mentor. She's super inspiring. But yeah, working with her, um, creating some like topography patterns for some smaller pouches um i had mentioned to her about creating some sort of instant coffee for like the everyday backpacker or hiker who can stop and pull their stove out and grab some coffee so we uh created a topography pattern and then did three different colors so we did like a red for their light roast and we did a blue for their medium roast and then a black for their dark roast um who else? I don't have a list in front of me, but there's been so many that I'm grateful for. <laughs> Pinch. I think I saw Pinch Outdoors. You uh, teamed up with them where they have all their like, is it fire starting kits where you just like package them in one of your your bags? Yeah. So Marshall Nichols, he owns Pinch Outdoors um, out of Boise, Idaho as well. He basically started the company around just uh, basically a pocket kindling. And so we created basically a pouch that would fit the pocket kindling, but he calls it the no BS kit. I so like it's, that. Got, <laughs> it's basically like a survival kit for the outdoors. So if you're out hunting, you, you have it in your backpack, if something were to go wrong, you've got your pocket kindling, you've got a small, you know, knife in there. Yeah. Some toilet paper, you've got a little small thing of duct tape, 
but yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Again, you know, working with these other companies and kind of creating something around a product that already exists for them um, is, is really fun. I mean, going back to staying in your lane, <laughs> you know, it's funny that, you know, we mentioned that because through these collaborations, I've had to say no at times as well and, and kind of get uncomfortable with some products, but then also be like, okay, I know these are where my strengths are. You know, there are some gray areas too, working with some products, but there's also products that I've said no to uh, just out of, hey, I don't feel comfortable or I don't have the skill set. So, well, October for you, you celebrated your eighth year in business. Congratulations on that. Thank I mean, you. that says a lot right there. I mean, I don't think a lot of businesses probably get that far along, you know, and here you are, you're still chugging along. And it sounds like you've got some, you know, if I don't know if you're able to talk about it quite yet, but it sounds like there might be some changes going forward in 2024. Yeah. So, Recently, we kind of had some kind of unexpected things happen in our personal life. And it's kind of given us the opportunity to kind of think about some things. And um, I've really enjoyed what I've been able to do and honored and proud of where I started and, you know, how far I've come. But I'm actually have decided to kind of scale back a little bit and going to keep offering some custom um, offerings for right now. But I have some some news I'll share when it comes to fruition um, in 2024, but right now Demata is going to be not fading out, um, slowly dissolving into something bigger. I can't really say what now, but it definitely has to do with you know those relationships that I have built in the past six plus years with other companies, um, and I'm looking forward to the opportunity to share that as things develop. Cool. We can just say it's a transition, probably in a positive way, yeah, but we won't. Transition. <laughs> to be revealed. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, I'm curious to know though, like eight years in, I mean, how many times did you second guess? You know, I mean, there had to be some highs, there had to be some lows. I mean, I imagine a lot of second guessing, but in the end, do you have any regrets? I don't have any regrets. Like I said, I'm I'm thankful for how far I've been able to take it. I didn't think going into it, it would last five months, let alone, you know, eight years. So to hang my hat up, I can say, hey, like I did it. Like we said in the beginning of this, like the hardest part is to jump in. And so yep. I can be proud. And I know my kids, my family would be proud too, that I did it. It's okay to close one chapter, I guess, and, and open up a new one. Yeah. Not saying it's it's closing, but in a way it is. But um, it's okay. Like I'm proud of how far I've been able to take it. I've learned a lot about myself for this past eight years. I've had one person work with me part-time throughout that eight years. And it was only probably in year seven that I had somebody. So to say I've been doing this for my, like by myself is pretty big because most people don't realize that Demata Creative is ran by me. Looking in on the website and everything behind the scenes, you probably wouldn't know that. But I tell people all the time, like, hey, if your order's delayed a little bit, please have patience. Like, I'm trying to fulfill more than you know, which when I was working at home by myself and doing this, I was actually really, really proficient at it. And that was something was one of my strong suits because I feel like customer service is huge. Um, if you take care of your customers and they're going to take care of you and it just comes naturally, you know, you build a product that people are excited about and are proud about and that's not failing them when they need it, then they're going to naturally tell everybody about it. 
So I try my hardest to reassure my customers who are now some of my friends that, hey, if it wasn't for you, like I said, I, I wouldn't be continuing to do this. So extremely grateful for that. Well, you have a lot to be proud about. I mean, you taught yourself how to sew, you know, you're, you're running a business and you've made it eight years. So I'd say you have a lot to be proud of. And like you said earlier, it's very easy. I'm there myself, three years into my own business. It's very easy to talk yourself out of things, but it's difficult to do it. You know, when I first started my own podcast, you know, some years ago, you know, the hardest part was honestly just doing it, you know, like starting it. Once I got going, then it was all right. But but yeah, it's definitely a testament to what you've kind of probably grown as a person and it's helped define who you are, I would assume. Yeah, it definitely has. Um, like I said, I've learned I've learned a lot about myself. I've learned a lot about business, what my strengths are and what my weaknesses are. But like I tell people, you know, who ask me, you know, like, do you think you have it figured out? I kind of laugh when they ask and then I say, no. I don't think I ever will. Never happens, right? <laughs> no, and they kind of look at me funny, yeah. but that's a piece of advice I'd give to anybody who, you know, wants to start a business is you'll never quite have it figured out. And the best thing you could do is make yourself uncomfortable and get excited about being uncomfortable. Because I feel like when you're pushed up against the wall and tested, that's when you're really going to know like your true potential. But when you just sit back and say, oh, money's coming in, I've got it figured out, and you just start getting lazy and don't pay attention to things, then that's where things start to go in a direction you don't want it to go. Well, again, Adam, appreciate your time today. So cool to see the success of your company, Demata Creative. Looking forward to seeing what's going to happen in 2024 as things move forward. But how can uh, adventure seekers out there listening uh, learn more about Demata products? Yeah, so you can learn more about the products we currently offer at demodacreative.com. You can also follow us on Instagram or Facebook. Yeah, look forward to seeing uh, the products you guys enjoy on the next adventure. Definitely. Adam, all the best on everything going forward, and congrats again on eight years of being a business. Thanks for your time today. Thanks, Dale. I appreciate it. It's a- honor to be on your show and I wish you nothing but success. If you enjoyed this episode, follow Pit Pass Moto on your favorite podcast listening app so you never miss an episode. And if you have a moment, please rate or review our show. We'd greatly appreciate it. You can also follow us on social media or visit pitpassmotorsports.com where you can listen to the past episodes and check out the new Pit Pass Motorsports blog powered by Podium Life, featuring articles and industry news focused exclusively on two-wheel and four-wheel motorsports. Head to pitpassmotorsports.com to check it out. I'm Dale Spangler. I hope you'll join us next week for another episode of Pit Pass Moto. Thanks for listening. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, 
even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.